0: Hi there, and thank you for tuning in to The Social Circus, where every week we dive into a variety of topics covering social media, mindset, and how to run your business. I hope that you enjoyed today's episode. Hello there, my lovely listeners, and welcome to episode 38 of The Social Circus. This week is another solo episode just with me. And I'm going to be talking about how to start your year strong. So we're still in January, 2023. If you're listening to this as it came out and I would really encourage you to listen to my episode last week, um, on my year in review for 2022, because it kind of follows on like today follows on from that. So I really wanted to talk about how we can ensure that we have a fabulous year for 2023 and really achieve those goals that we have for ourselves and for our business. Now, the reason I really want to encourage you to listen to last week's episode is simple. I actually do a review of my year. So I go through um, what worked well in my business, what did I change, um, all of those kind of the good, the bad and the ugly for 2022 for my business. Now, I want you to start there. Now, if we want to like achieve certain things in our business this year, the best place to always start when we consider goal setting is to consider how did we go previously. So there's no point setting goals like I'd like to achieve, like I'd like to have my business turn over a million dollars revenue. If last year you only turned over 50,000, because it's really unlikely that you're going to be able to achieve that kind of growth um, in your business. So I want you to think really carefully about what did you do last year? So I want to encourage you to spend a little bit of time and ask yourself a few questions in your business. Now a great place to start is always on your financials. And I would encourage you to jump into whatever accounting software you use, whether that's Zero or whatever it is that you use. And I want you to look at a few specific numbers. And these are really, really important in our business. So we always want to know what our sort of sales or our revenue or our income is. That's a great place to start. So. It's a good idea to know what your sales or your income is for the year. And I always track mine calendar year and financial year, which in Australia is one July to 30 June. So I track both, but I do like to track my annual income just because we, we live calendar year to calendar year. So that always works for me. So I want you to look at your income and I want you to break it down into your top five income generating items in your business. And this is really important to understand. Now, if you have a great accountant, they will always emphasize to you that you should have multiple revenue streams in your business. So if you are only making money from one or two things in your business, whilst that might be great and you might be quite profitable and working really well, it does expose your business to being vulnerable to change. And I say this with um, caution and I say this with experience because having been in business a long time, um, my business has ebbed and flowed and I have times where I have looked like I'm doing brilliantly and other times where I think I might have to go and get a job because things are looking very um, shaky as it were. So one of the things that we know that makes a really strong and robust business is multiple streams of revenue. So once you have that income or revenue number, I want you to break it down into your top five income generating items. Now, these are always really, really interesting because sometimes in our business, we do things that we don't particularly like because they're they're profitable and they generate income. And sometimes we do things that we love that don't really um, sort of pay their way as you like. So, it is a good idea to have a look at these and see if they are making you money, um, how much attention you gave to them to see if they actually created that. Now, the next thing I always like to look at is my expenses and these will tell us where our money is going. And it's really, really important that we have a really strong handle on what expenses we have going out in our business. So this will this will depend really wildly depending on what your business model looks like. So I know for my business model, I have quite a profitable business. Um, I work from home, so I don't pay for an office. Um, I, I have quite a lean operation. So Um, I know my profitability is quite good, but what we want to know is if I'm making lots of money (laughs) and I have lots of expenses, is my, my profit at the bottom of that good or bad? Because if you've got a really big business making lots of money, but you have lots of expenses, it's not very profitable and it's not sustainable. So it's a good idea to have a look at these numbers. And this is a great chance, I would say, I try and do this once a year. I try and review my expenses. And in particular, I try and review things like my subscriptions (laughs) and these definitely sneak into digital businesses a lot and we tend to have quite a few of these. And I just think, where did that come from? So a good idea and a great place to start is to, if you're like me, I use my Stripe and my PayPal account, like my credit card and my PayPal to pay all of those recurring expenses. So you want to review those and see um, see what you're paying for and ask yourself, am I using this and am I getting value from it? Because if you are, that's absolutely fine. You don't need to change it. But if you kind of think, gosh, I'm using that once or twice a year, could you perhaps cancel it or go back to a service where it's a free version of that if that's possible? Or are there alternatives out there that would cost you less money? So that's a great place to start is looking at how did your business perform financially? So once you've got a handle on that, and this goes for everything that we're gonna talk about today, Once we know how things have gone, it's really then a great idea to set a goal on where you would like it to go. So if your business turned over 100,000 last year, it would be really reasonable to expect it to turn over 150 or 200 this year. That's a big amount of growth, but if you have a digital business, it's not out of the realms of possibility. Now, having a look at your numbers and looking at them, particularly if you have accounting software, to see how your business has performed year on year, so to see what kind of growth pattern you have going on is a great idea. And remember, once we know what that big number is that we're aiming for, you want to try and break it down into those five um, products or services in your business that generated that revenue and try and look at how you can grow those. And if that's reasonable, and if it's not, are you going to be adding new things to your business? Are you considering adding new products or services that can can help you generate that extra revenue? So lots for you to think about there in terms of income and money, which is a great place to start. But it's not all we want to focus on. And I often think that we focus really heavily just on numbers and we don't focus on a lot of the other aspects of our business. Now, most of us started our business because we wanted to do something differently to what we might've done in our employed role that we had. So for me, it was really about, gosh, it's so long ago now, (laughs) is it 12 or 13 years I've been running my own business. And in that time, I have been really focused on the fact that I wanted to be working from home so that I was around for my sons who are now um, teenagers and my oldest one finishes school this year. So I wanted to be around. I wanted to be available. I wanted my husband and I to be able to attend like their um, swimming carnivals and they're getting certificates and awards at school. We wanted to be present for that. And when they walk in from school in the afternoon, we are home. And that is, I'm, I'm actually really love the fact that I feel like I've lived the dream in that that has been really achieved. My boys have always known us to be at home and to be around. And it makes me really proud when I look back at how hard we've worked to achieve that. Hasn't always been easy. So when you started your business, what was your dream? Like why did you leave your the comfort and safety of paid employment to run your own business? And what what did you think, I want to achieve this? Like we often have dreams of, like mine was firstly and foremost around my family and creating a business and a life that supported me being a really present mother me being really happily married and me being part of a family where we're we're a loving close-knit family so that was really my goal but as my business has grown and i've got that one kind of ticked off and look i don't always do it perfectly but i do a pretty good job um what i have really wanted to focus in on is why do i do what i do like why do i show up so to me (laughs) and um my team who listen to my podcast will laugh at this because I have a few things that are really, really core values to me. And um, Claire, who is my wonderful VA, who does all my show notes, will be giggling as she listens to this because um, she says that everything I do is always about fun. And I absolutely love that she has honed in on that and that my team love that. My husband loves that. And my clients love that because I feel like this is our one shot at life, whatever you believe it is, but this is our one shot at this life, in this incarnation or whatever your beliefs are. So I wanna make the most of it and I wanna look back and think I had a really good time. I had beautiful connections and I enjoyed the ride, okay? Now that is something I think we should all really be doing because if we're having fun, it doesn't feel like work, okay? So I want you to think about what your core values are. So one of my core values is fun. One of my other core values which i'm really aligned to and really feel quite passionate about and particularly as um, i'm less concerned with every dollar that i make and more concerned with the impact that i have and it's really about focusing on female entrepreneurs and um, apologies if you are listening to this and you're a male it doesn't mean i don't want you in my world but i can't serve everyone and we know this to be true about women entrepreneurs we know that many of us leave because we have really altruistic visions about why we run our own business. We want to be we want to have better work-life balance. We want to have better balance with our family. We want to do other things and just show up in a in a kind of paid employment role. And those things to be fair from a female perspective often have a lot to do with creating a better family unit, a better local community, a better lifestyle, and all of that contributes to making a better society in which we live. So Well done to us, ladies, because we kind of help create and mould those societies in which we live. What we also know to be true, and this is research that comes out of the UN, we know that as women who run our own businesses, the research is definitive. We invest back more into our families, our local communities and our local businesses. So if we put money in the hands of female entrepreneurs we will have a bigger impact on our local community and on our society at large. Now, if that doesn't compel you to show up every day in your business and to be a successful entrepreneur, I'm not sure what I can do to convince you that you need to, but know that that's what my why is. I get up each day. I love what I do. I love, um, I love my community. I love the clients that I coach. I love the products that I create. I feel immensely proud of those. And I love that I get to work with women and see their amazing businesses and the impact that they have. It lights me up and it makes me so excited to jump out of bed at the silly o'clock that I wake up and to be present and to be served. So all of that (laughs) was a very circuitous way of me saying, why are you getting out of bed? Why do you run your business and what lights you up and makes you happy and brings you joy? Now, I want you to look at 2022 and ask yourself those exact questions. What did you love doing? What really made you kind of feel like you had a fire in your belly? And what did you do that you felt incredibly proud of, even if it wasn't profitable? So I want you to ask yourself those questions and maybe make a few notes around those, because those are what we want to bring more of into 2023. We want to create more of those things. So I know for myself, and I shared this in last week's episode, some of the things that I did well. And some of the things that I don't want to do. So with that in mind, I want you to ask yourself from 2022, what did you do that you just thought, oh, that felt like hard work. It wasn't fun. Energetically, I found it really exhausting. Or you kind of said yes to something and it didn't pan out how you thought it was going to. And let's be honest, we've all done that. So I want you to think about what does that look and feel like for you? So we want to remember we get to craft the business of our dreams and if we're not actively crafting it someone else will do it for us usually our clients so i want you to ask yourself what did you do last year that you were a bit meh about a bit ambivalent and really focus in on why was that so i did um i did a live round of um, my 30 day um, to grow your group online course and um, it was quite good but i didn't love it because i realized that that course in and of itself didn't make my heart sing. And so I won't be doing another live round of that this year. It will be available for people to buy, but I'm not going to be running it live simply because energetically doesn't excite me. <laughs> and I have lots of other things in my business that do. Now, the other thing I want you to ask yourself is if you um, if you had some big plans in mind for last year and you didn't get to them, what were those? So did you have it in mind that you were going to create a new product or a new course or a new program or a new offer? and it simply did not happen, I want you to write that down, okay? And I want you to ask yourself a really simple question. Why didn't it happen? And there are many reasons why things don't happen and I'll I'll share with you something. So I launched a mastermind in late 2022 and it started already in January this year. And it has been my dream to run a mastermind for I reckon four or five years and I've resisted it. (laughs) I get asked all the time by people who are my regular clients, do I have a mastermind? So it's not like I didn't think I would be able to sell it. That wasn't what my concern was. Um, My concern was having to be present and show up all the time. And so my gorgeous um, OBM, Marianne, and I talked through this quite a lot when she came on board. And she was really persuasive because she said to me, why don't you start running it for six months and see how you feel about having to show up all the time and she really kind of encouraged me and i say encouraged i mean actually pushed me to create this mastermind and when we were in the course of creating it and mapping out i said to her i'm being silly i should just run it for 12 months because i know that that's what's going to give people the best results and so when we launched the mastermind i launched it with 12 months but um even now i have these moments of thinking Oh, I have to show up every single week for a whole year. And in my business, quite often I can step away from it and I can work and I have to do client interface work all the time. So I do feel nervous, but having said that, we've already had our first couple of sessions and um, I love it. <laughs> so um, it's funny the things that we resist and how that can put a block in our way. So if there was something on your to-do list for last year, be honest about asking yourself, why didn't you do it? And why didn't you achieve it? And kind of dig around in what's going on. And actually it was only when I had a conversation with Marianne about why am I not launching a mastermind? What's the, what's the resistance? Cause I kind of the part of me, the resistance was maybe I'm not good enough, but that was actually just an excuse because what I was really resisting was having to be visible and having to be present all the time for a whole year. <laughs> And now I'm here and I'm I'm doing it. I'm like, you silly girl, Sarah, you should have launched just years ago. So it's really interesting to understand that. So this now gives us, how did things go last year? What would we like to create more of this year? And what I really want to encourage you to do is set some goals for your year, okay? Now, the goals should not be a list, a to-do list of 20 things, because what will happen is, you simply will not achieve them. My view is, and this is a view that I see, I do a lot of reading on goal setting and, and kind of great habits for entrepreneurs. And it it always says between three and four, five goals is all you should be working towards in, at any given time. So I want you to have a look at those things that you did last year, things you didn't get to, things that like you loved and you'd like to replicate. And I want you to use that to create three goals for this year. Now, it doesn't have to be a financial goal because quite often- those other goals will fall out of it. So I have a big financial goal for actually this year and next year for my business. And um, I know that that number is what I'm working towards, but what I do know is there there are very specific activities that will help me get closer to those goals. So I don't actually have my top line revenue as a goal. I know exactly what it is, but I have very specific ideas on what I want to do to create that. So if you have a single goal, I would like to encourage you to use a technique, which I have, it keeps crossing my path. Now I talk about it because I think it's that rule of when you say something, you keep seeing it. And it's, it's a simple methodology that I would encourage you to try. And it's called good, better, best might actually have a fancy name. I don't know what it is, but Here's the thing about goals is that they are very binary as in we either achieve them or we don't. It's a yes or it's a no, you're a success or you're a failure. And I think it feels rubbish to feel like that about your goals. And so I always set my goals with a good, better, best objective. So this can be something that has some leeway in it and it also can be incredibly motivating. And I'll use an example with you. So when I launched Blooming Biz Academy, Um, which I launched um, as a boxing day sale in um, December, 2022, I had a good, better, best goal. So my good goal was to get hundred members. My better was to get 150 and my best was to get 200. Now I actually got 151. So I hit my good and my better goal and I got slightly better than my better goal. So you can see how motivating it is to have that good, better, best. And I always say to people, If you kind of have a goal in your mind, like say you um, think I'd like to earn 100,000 in my business, set that as your midway better goal. And then ideally have, and you don't have to, I didn't follow this rule myself, but have something that's 20% less and 20% more. So um, the good might be 80,000, your better is that 100,000 and your best is 120,000. And that then gives you some scope to say, wow, I earn 85,000 in my business, I did really well and I hit my first goal. And I just think that energetically, when you have that feeling of success and achievement, it feels so good and it feels so motivating. And do you know what? If you hit 85,000 of 100,000 goal, that is incredible, okay? So I really want to encourage you to use that good, better, best strategy when you are doing your goal setting. I absolutely love it. And it's something that I adhere to all the time. So now we've got three to five goals. Um, And they should be big, big goals that kind of sit up there, like feel quite exciting. What do you do with them now? Okay, the first thing is you wanna really write them down. I have mine written down in a spreadsheet. Anyone who knows much about me knows I love spreadsheets. And what I've actually done is for every single goal, I've actually got five. I've created a good, better and best. So I'm not just yes or no, winner or loser. And then what I've actually done is I've broken them down into action points. So you can call these tactics, you can call them action items that you can call it your to-do list, but each one of your goals will have quite a substantial amount of work that needs doing for it. So um, one of my goals was to launch my um, online course, List Builders Lounge twice in a year. Now um, we set the dates for those launches um, and we have set a bunch of actions around all of those. So it would include things like refreshing my sales page, making sure the products inside my Simplera are up to date, making sure all of the content is current. And then there's like a list as long as your arm for all of the marketing around that. Now, with those action items, this can take a little bit of a while to brainstorm all of these, but I would encourage you to get them down because it gets them out of your head and takes that pressure off you. Now, to achieve your goals, you just need to take action all the time. All right. And I know that sounds so simple and really, really obvious, but know this, there is no point in writing down a goal and saying, I want to launch this course twice a year. If you then don't have a plan to execute it. And those little baby action steps are going to help you move forward each month, each week and each day to achieve your goals. So write down your list of action items and then I would encourage you to, it's a bit like a project management tool. If you're going to do, let's say a launch, like I'm doing a launch in March, what do I need to do to work backwards to make sure that that happens? And so my list with that has got about 50 action items on it. And so I've got, let's say 12 weeks to achieve all of those. So I need to be hitting five things a week in order to have a successful launch, okay? So breaking things down, chunking them is really, really important. Now I do talk about this in my mastermind and I was saying to the ladies in our um, co-working session last week, one of the best things that you can do for your business is not simply having goals and referring back to them regularly, though that is really helpful. One of the best things that you can do is work on your business every single week. Now, I talked about last week in my review, the fact that I'm trying to work on my business one to two days a week. And this is what's really going to move the needle forward for me in terms of achieving my goals. So with your goals and your action items, you have to find time to do those. There is no way around that. You can't spend all day, every day, working um inside your business creating products working with clients whatever it is that you do that simply won't move the needle enough towards your goals you have to spend dedicated time in your business working on those goals so i want you to keep that in mind that you need to carve out time to help you achieve your goals Now, I hope that this has been a helpful episode for you. I would love to hear what you've set for your goals for 2022 or 2023, apologies. Um, And if you want to let me know what they are, feel free to send me a DM on Instagram. I'd love to hear what you're working towards. It's really, really exciting to have that accountability. And if you use the good, better, best methodology, I'd love to hear about that as well. So I hope that you have enjoyed this um, second solo episode for the year. Next week, I will be having a special guest on to help us um, be more productive. So until next week, have a fabulous week ahead of you. Do spend some time after you've listened today, setting some goals, creating some action steps, and then considering how you're going to carve out that time to achieve them every week in your business. So thank you so much for tuning in as always. And I'll look forward to chatting to you the same time next week on The Social Circus.